0: Welcome to the first intuition podcast on this episode we're joined by former FI student Jamie King who will share her experiences and tips for professional networking we recorded the session in front of a live zoom audience and if you'd like to join a future show you can register there's a link in the show notes Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the First Intuition Student Forum and podcast. My name is Ben Bullman, and I'm joined again this evening by my good friend and colleague, David Malthouse. Hi, Dave.
1: Good evening, Ben. How are you today?
0: Um, really good. The weather's not been kind. It's rained all day. We were just talking before we came on air saying how I got soaked both ends of the day, taking my daughter to school. But in between that times, I've been doing lots of calls. Speaking to lots of students actually today who are in the final throes of their exam preparation. I've managed to find a couple of bonus extra mocks for a few that are having those last minute panics the week before some pretty important exams next week.
1: How's your week going? Very, very similar. I'm, I, I seem to find myself in either Zoom or Teams meetings most hours of the day at the moment, which it, it's good that we're busy. But um, it, it would be nice to have one of those days we can you know, just, you know, deal with all of your admin and kind of not have all those meetings I'm hoping to get one of those in the next seven days um but yeah other than that exciting getting students ready for exams isn't it eh?
0: it is indeed and hopefully you're not going to have too much of an admin heavy day tomorrow because all being well I am coming down to Chelmsford to see you face to face which is going to be lovely and to see the Chelmsford Centre because I haven't seen you in your new home at FI Chelmsford
1: no, I'm looking forward to it, Ben. So uh, I just need to find out which which of Essex's finest restaurants we're going to have for lunch. I was thinking of a, a little McDonald's around the corner. I was thinking of treating you to. So maybe something like that.
0: I wouldn't say no to a mackie D's. It's a bit of a, a treat for me these days. So that that would be absolutely fine. Um, as always on the session, we've got a topic for this evening, so we're going to be talking about networking. And I've invited a guest along, so I'm going to introduce her next so she can um, introduce herself to the, the podcast listeners. So good evening, Jamie. Good
2: evening. How are you? Yeah,
0: really good. Thank you. How are you doing?
2: Not too bad. Well, I have got COVID, but I'm getting through it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm coming out the other end, I think. <laughs> For
0: listeners to the podcast, we are not together in the same room. Jamie's no. doing the sensible thing and has been staying at home since the weekend. Um She's, she's had to rearrange some work commitments, but it does mean she's available this evening to come and join the <laughs> FI podcast on Zoom, which is is our game.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying to live kind of vicariously through my team that are out on audit this week. So I'm trying to kind of be them being out and about because I just hate being stuck in. But <laughs> How are you work.
0: feeling in, in yourself? Are you feeling OK with it?
2: Yeah, a lot better now. Yeah, I was a bit tired earlier in the week, but I pushed through. Had lots of early finishes to rest up, and I feel a lot better now. So that's good. If you be back at it next week,
0: good to hear. Well, I love having former students, particularly students that I have personally taught on the podcast. I know your backstory because I have been involved in it and seen you develop and and go on and have the great career that you're currently having and will continue to have. But for the benefit of the listeners, we really like people to just share a bit of their their background. So. Jamie, tell us about
2: your story so far. Yeah, okay. I'll go right back to um, kind of sixth form because that's probably where a lot of people started school or sixth form. So um, I I applied for uni at the end of sixth form, didn't really have a clue what I wanted to do. Um, I liked maths. I liked, I, I did think about accountancy, but I thought I like the personable side. I like the theory of business and, um, I like the idea of kind of being a bit more involved in management decisions so I, I applied for business management at uni but I just had no idea where it would take me afterwards and I, I didn't really know you know when you come out of uni with a business management degree what, what do you do <laughs> you don't you presumably don't just go in as a manager I don't know <laughs> I have no idea um, so I kind of pulled out from the uni application process um, and decided to apply for accountancy jobs so the reason I, I found out about that was there was a teacher at the school who had heard about um, an accountancy job going at a local firm and um, had kind of mentioned it to me and just said oh could they didn't think about it for me at all because I was a typical like she's going to uni you know they all thought she's definitely going they just said to me oh could you just pass this on to any of your like other maths students because there might be someone else that's interested and that night I was just googling it basically as to what accountancy was and I thought oh that's as good of a career as any (laughs) let's go with that so I just decided to to go with that really um so so yes I wrote to loads of firms um in Bury because it's like kind of the local town to me I wanted to be at a reasonable size firm rather than like a one-man band um type place and yeah got got a job at Whiting's which is where I still am now so I think how long's that been now uh eight years (laughs) yep so, been a long, long while. I, I joined the general practice team. So I was doing the accounts and tax um, for kind of smaller companies and, and sole traders and things. Um, did my AAT for two years. I did level three and level four, uh, all through first intuition. Um, did the day release, all the study, all the joy that comes with that. Um, and yes, then I then I qualified AAT, and. At that point, I moved across into the, a different department at work. So I moved across into the corporate services team, which deals with the the larger companies, does audits, um, obviously more corporate tax, and a bit more interesting corporate tax points. Um, and then I did my ACA, also a first intuition. Had the the block release, so I had four weeks off for um, study. And yeah, I think I just, I just wrote my notes. The relief. <laughs> To say when I got my final results through, I just I'm not a crier, but I absolutely bawled my eyes out when I got the final like text of my results. I just couldn't couldn't believe it. <laughs> um just absolute relief. I think as you get, as you work towards the end, um, the pressures of work, the pressures of study, everything gets harder. It just was building up to a point where it just wasn't sustainable anymore. So to get that whole study stress off my brain was just amazing um so since then I've really just put that all back into work (laughs) really I didn't ease up on myself at all carrying on (laughs) um and yeah pushing forwards of work so I've been really fortunate I've had some absolutely brilliant mentors um through my time at Whiting's um that people have absolutely pulled me along with them let me experience everything um (laughs) sit in all the meetings that I shouldn't have been sat in you know all that sort of thing and I've progressed really well so I've, I've been really fortunate with that um, and yeah I've had loads of just loads of opportunities really.
0: Well, I, I think you're being quite modest I, I remember you because <laughs> I taught you all the way through and you were always a really good student in class but I think knowing your personality you said you had some great mentors and definitely you will have done but knowing you Jamie you will have also put yourself forward for stuff <laughs> And, and that's a great career tip for anybody you have been a person that's always wanted to challenge yourself to experience yeah. new things and clearly that has paid dividends in your latter career hasn't it
2: yeah I mean as soon as I was made as soon as I was given a portfolio so by like assistant manager level I felt like I should be doing everything on that client which I've I, I've always been told that's not how it works, um, <laughs> but I've always thought, no, my, you've given me this client to look after, so I'm going to to look after it. <laughs> I'm going to do everything, and if I don't know something, I'll find out about it and I'll do it. So, um, yeah, I suppose that that's probably worked in my favor. Absolutely, and um, I don't know if it's a control freak thing; it might be.
0: <laughs> but yeah, for you, and and the topic of tonight is networking, mm. and I guess part of the the way you have developed your career is by putting yourself. Out there a bit more by volunteering for things by going to things outside the organization meeting new people um what sort of stuff do you do with that in your your current role you're now a, a senior manager aren't you
2: yeah i'm a senior manager now at whitings um to be honest i don't do a lot of networking for clients and <laughs> um, like to get new work because i've just got so much work i don't really need any more um but i do networking just to try and expand my personal network i just find that stuff really interesting I mean, I'm on, on LinkedIn and I see people posting on there all the time and um, people having quite a community almost. I just like like the idea of that. Um, and I just would love to know more people my sort of age, with my sort of ambitions and, and doing the same sort of things that I'm doing and have people to relate to. I just find that really valuable. Um, there was a few people I studied ACA with that I'm still in touch with and it's just so nice. And it's like a nice relax almost to go and talk to them about stresses in my life or, or or challenges at work and they have the same challenges and it's just quite you know problem shared problem halved and all that <laughs> um you,
0: you said something really interesting there and i think this is a, a psychological aspect of the term networking you said you don't go out there to win new clients yeah. deliberately for the firm yeah and, and dave I, I think that's something that, that over the years maybe networking has been perceived as, oh, I've got to come back from an event and tell people I have met six potential new clients and they're all going to be signing up within a matter of, of two weeks. In my experience, that's not the best strategy. And, and it sounds like Jamie doesn't go into a networking event with that mindset. Where, where, where do you stand on that one? Well, I, I, something
1: that Jamie said is, is that it, it's about getting to know more people. And that, that to me is the 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 single key is it, it's getting to know, know more people. And I think that the more people that you know, you know, if you are in a in a role that you know, Jane, you might be in, in the future where your job is to bring new clients into the firm by knowing people. That's going to help you to be able to bring people into the firm. Um, But I think you're right, Ben. I think that a lot of the the kind of the networking lunches and breakfasts that I think that we we all kind of see and hear about and probably are a little bit worried about, we we kind of get this idea that it's all going to be people trying to sell stuff to each other. And I've got to be there to go and pitch myself or pitch my business when the reality is that most of them are just an opportunity for you to meet people that are in a similar position to you and i know from you know my perspective as as a, an owner of a small business it's very difficult for me to go and meet other owners of small businesses if it wasn't for those kind of networking events that that encourage owner managed businesses to get together and it's really nice just to share stories of the stress and the worry that you go through as a small business owner and Jamie I'm sure you do exactly the same from the point of view of a a young chartered accountant that's been qualified a few years but still looking at you know a whole range of different career options that are open to you it's nice to have that kind of environment of people that are Um, like-minded and it's you know I, I think that I've you know through building a professional network of people that that I know it's enabled me to have a, 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 you know, in old fashioned terms, a little black book that I can pull out whenever we need something. So if someone says, Oh, I need a, a solicitor to look over a lease. I know one of those, you know, or, you know, if I need a photocopier engineer, another firm of those, um, you know, or it, 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 if someone says, Oh, and this actually happened to me. I, I'm really interested in a in a building that's up that, or, or an office that's for let in a building, and you know I said, "Well, I know three of the firms that are based in that building. I'll just give them a call and find out who the landlord is." So it's you know, just having those kind of just those contacts really helps you when when you need something. So it's it's really useful as professionals that we build up these networks of people, and it, it doesn't need to be people that are all clones of you it can be networks of other groups of people.
2: Yeah, and- absolutely. I think people people at my level as well, they, they can all go all sorts of different places. After you've qualified, some people go into industry, don't they? Some people, it just, everyone does different things, and it might end up being one of your clients, you know, <laughs> an FD of a business. I mean, that's not the reason I do it, but it's, it, it, like you say, they all, they all go different places,
0: don't they? Mm. Um, and I guess it's reciprocal. I would presume, Dave, you're in lots of other people's black books. And so if if they've got a need for someone to talk to them about training, about apprenticeships, about qualifying, upskilling their staff, they would think, oh, I could give Dave a call on that one. And I've had it twice today. Not people that I've then gone on and sold one of our courses to. But two people have emailed me saying, Ben, I know you know a lot about the apprenticeship schemes. Can you just give us some independent advice on this that and the other and I'm always happy to chat to people and share my views not with the pressure of or at the end of it I've got to account for the money that I've earned from the time with you so Mm. I think that's a really nice message to start with do it on your own terms obviously you want to do it with a goal of broadening your personal connections experiencing different skill sets or different groups of people but don't feel you are only going to a networking event to sell because I think you'll come across as as quite an abrupt and probably not the sort of person that most people want to actually come and have a chat with in the room. So Jamie talking about your own personal network aside from the fantastic career you are having at Whiting's you also hold a position with the ICW as the the deputy chair of their younger members society in east anglia Yes, Yeah. how <laughs> did you get into that that's something presumably someone didn't just email you and say what are you doing next week jamie we've got a proposition did you have to put yourself forward get out there and find the network
2: yeah well i did hear about it free work so there's been a few people in the firm that have been involved in the past and i think it had people had retired and various other things and it had gotten down to one person who's a partner who's just retired um and so he kind of mentioned to me you know as his parting gift um, um you know it'd be good to have someone in the firm still involved in the icaw at some level um and so he kind of suggested that i get in touch with um someone who was on the committee at the time um a partner at another firm so I had to kind of just do a cold call basically. And I called her and said, you know, oh, I'd like to be a part of this. What can I get involved in? And she kind of told me what different committees there were and kind of let me choose basically. So I, I decided I quite like the sound of the younger members. So that's that's how I ended up on that. And then I obviously had to just join a call with loads of people I'd never met before. It was all in COVID. I think I joined in March twenty. So it was like really early on and um, we'd all just kind of just gone home and it's Probably good timing because you you know you have a bit more time in the evenings when you're not driving and things. So um so yes, yeah, so to just join a Zoom call, introduce myself to everyone. But then from there, I mean you can quite quickly um kind of get yourself really involved in a committee. If you just volunteer, you're immediately in like the top ten percent. You know, quite a lot of people sit, they kind of contribute ideas, but not a lot of people do the kind of organise the events and Write the minutes, and if you can offer just to do one thing like that, you're immediately like quite a key integral part of these committees.
0: And obviously, you're on the the panel itself, but you run events that other people can go to, and and that's a, another message I would like people to think about. Obviously, we've got listeners all over the country, and we've actually got some listeners overseas, but. Go and research networks that are in your region. Your professional body would be a good one. Jamie is on the ICAW panel, but I know there are regional AAT panels, ACCA, SEMA. And if there's not one, contact your professional body and say, why isn't there one? And can we maybe get one started? Dave, have you had any experience of of qualification-based networks? I know you go to a lot of the ICAW events in East Anglia also.
1: The ICW do run some really, really good events. Um, and I, I've, I've been to lots and lots of ICW-sponsored events. Um, the ACCA have historically done some prior to COVID. They did um, some really nice um, CPD events that, that normally ended up with you know a few drinks and a bite to eat, um, which were really well attended. And definitely worthwhile going and really good to meet other people from those institutes. AAT did very similar things as well. I think AAT do actually quite a lot of of local events. Um, Again Covid's had an impact but I think as we come out of Covid there's going to be a real demand for people to come and see each other and and in Essex there's a there's a vibrant SEMA society of SEMA qualified accountants that that get together on a regular basis and, and put together their own CPD events. So all of the institutes do things um, it's just a case of how they're emerging from COVID at the moment so that there's always something you can be involved with. And I think, Ben, you've got some experience of you know, actually putting your hand up where maybe there wasn't something before. Is that right?
0: That's right. So I, I sit on the, the Cambridgeshire panel for ACCA and I'm trying to get some bits started there. But we're just talking there about the professional qualifications. There are also industry-specific networks. So I know last week, Dave, you were at an HMFA event, weren't you, which is designated for finance professionals in the NHS?
1: Absolutely. So, yes, yeah, so I, I went and met lots of finance professionals in the, in, in the NHS. Um, I've been to other networking groups. So when I was working um, as a real accountant before I, I decided to to ditch that and start teaching for a living instead um, I went to some networking groups that were all around biotech businesses so it was kind of owners, managers, directors, some finance people, some non-finance people that all worked within the, the pharmaceutical industry, and that was based just north of Cambridge. So yeah, I don't know if it's still running, Ben, but maybe you could pop along there at some point. Um, I, I'm also a member of um, a couple of networks um, or, or networking groups that are for small businesses, uh, and you know I meet with lots of other kind of business owners um, uh, on a fairly regular basis, They're just you know broadening. That, that kind of base of people that i know it, it, that, that run their own business
0: but my, my experience is most networks are really welcoming of new people going along who are interested to find out a bit more not every network will work for every individual so you've mentioned some there for business owners appreciate a number of the listeners and say well i'm not a business owner i would feel a bit out of place at that network but you can find things at the level that you're at and obviously Jamie, you've done that and you will kind of grow and develop with the networks that you are a member of. So Dave mentioned coming out of COVID, and I think it's something we really should mention. It will timestamp the episode of the podcast. So if you're listening to this in another three years time, you're probably going to think what was all the fuss about, hopefully. But we are at that transition point. Networks are starting to open back up. I'm certainly going one to tomorrow night where I'm walking into a room full of, of strangers and I'll talk more about some tips for that in a bit. But Jamie, you've recently hosted an event, haven't you? You organised an event for the ICAW. How did you find that in the, the post-COVID landscape?
2: I think everyone was quite receptive to it. I mean, I suppose everyone makes the decision between them to, to go to an event, don't they, face-to-face? Um, and I think, yeah... I just had to let everyone make that decision for themselves. Um, but but yeah, the, the event was really good. Um we had a really good turnout. There's about uh, 45 of us in total. and um, it was laser tag in Berry. So um it was really good fun. I think everyone was a bit uh what's the word? Kind of held themselves back, tried not to look too excited at the start, but after the first round, everyone was fully into it. And I, I mean this is the sort of thing I want to organise more of. I, I don't love the whole get a coffee, get a bacon sandwich and sit and introduce yourself to someone. I like the having fun, you meet someone along the way, and that's, you know, you can then bond over that. And it's also really good to remember how you met someone because you think, oh yeah, I remember shooting them a laser tag, you know. <laughs> 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 so um yeah, it was it's really good and, and it's something that I'm trying to trying to push a bit more to create kind of a younger, younger accountants networking group or networking, you know, socialising, etc. group. Um, I kind of call it a social rather than networking, because I think the word networking just terrifies people, doesn't it? <laughs> um, I was just going to add to what you were both talking about earlier about there's, there's all sorts of different types of, of the events. isn't there? And I, I feel like I've tried a lot of them. Um, so I've been to like the first ones I went to was AAT. They do different CPD events or they did do different CPD events in person. And I used to go to those um, and just take that as an opportunity to meet one or two people that were also there wanting to learn about tax or whatever it was the course was about so um I've been to ones like that I've been to this small business owners ones which I would say personally I felt least comfortable in but as you say I'm not a business owner <laughs> um so perhaps that was why um and and yeah so the the social ones I find the easiest um or when there's a reason for you all to get together you know you're there for a um a topic a certain topic you're going, going to talk about so if it's you know the local economy or something at least there's something to talk about oh how did you find that talk or what do you think about the local economy or whatever laser tag sounds great fun mm-hmm. and
0: i've seen the pictures that you posted up then on, on linkedin after the event it looked like everyone had had a great time yeah. and i applaud you for making it as inclusive as possible because you, you open up your events i know you're an icaw affiliated panel but you've always been quite happy for students of other professional bodies to come along to your events. I appreciate also we're talking about East Anglia stuff, and not every listener's in East Anglia, but I would really encourage you to reach out to your, your local ICW or institute and, and see what events are going on and, and pick something because they, they do lots of fun stuff. You've done rounders, haven't you? You've done yeah. quiz nights, you've done food orientated events. Recently, and, summer. <laughs> It really, it really is, um, as you say, networking, but it's not the traditional networking of walking into a room. But, but those, those opportunities are also there. So something I was quite keen to explore to try and give our, our listeners a bit of empowerment, a bit of upskilling in their ability to network. I mentioned tomorrow night I'm going to a networking event in Cambridge and I'm walking into a room. Now, at the moment, I know of one other person that's going, but everybody else at the moment, I don't know. Now, there might be people there I already know. There might not be. But interested for Jamie and also you, Dave, to share some stories, hints, tips of, of how you would deal with that. So, Jamie, you first. If you're going to an event, what what sort of things do you do to prepare for walking into that room? I tend to, uh, the first
2: thing I do is just think of sounds really stupid but I can just freeze on the spot if I'm nervous So I always think about something that I can ask anyone so it'll be something in the news or something that everyone's experiencing right now so I'd, you know are you working from home are you hybrid working like what's your firm's take on that or so, something that everyone can t- you can talk to anyone about other than the weather a, as much as the weather is a good one it only lasts a few seconds <laughs> you need something a bit more meaty so that's one of my um that's one of my tips um but just to add another one Um, one of the partners at my firm once said to me, I think I was invited to some sort of seminar um, and I had no idea about the topic of the seminar. It was for our clients. Um, It was maybe like farming or something that I don't have particular expertise in. Um, And I said, oh, I don't want to go. Like I know nothing about farming. What if someone asks me a farming question? That's going to be awful. Um, But they said to me, if you could just stand at the back and there's one nervous client there who has no one to talk to, if you just speak to that one person, You're going to like, you could speak to them all night, but you're going to make a really worthwhile connection. They're going to absolutely love you because you've made them not feel nervous. (laughs) So quite often now, if I go to any event, I think if I'm feeling not up to it that day, I don't want to go and walk into a crowd. I'll just go to the coffee. There'll be someone nervous there trying to make a coffee and I'll just make friends with that nervous person. And that's fine.
0: Great tip and and I do talk about the weather I've done it already on the podcast <laughs> this evening and it's one of the things I do to overcome nerves I quite often open up my, my teaching day with a chat about the weather and it's something that does usually unite people in a common sense of oh I can talk about rain or wind or sleet or snow and in the United Kingdom we get lots of different weather so it, it gives you something to talk about. Dave, me and you would call this building rapport, wouldn't we? Have you got anything you would like to share about building rapport with people when you meet them for the first time?
1: Well, I guess my my first thing is, is with, the, with the meetings that you're talking about, I, I personally am really uncomfortable um, in kind of big groups of people. I, I, I really don't like kind of groups of like six people where everyone's having like a big conversation I feel a bit uncomfortable I feel even more uncomfortable breaking into a circle of six people that are all having a chat and saying hi I'm Dave because I just kind of like stand around the edge feeling a bit sheepish not really knowing when I should introduce myself and then you do the horrible thing where you kind of have to laugh along with someone else's joke and it all feels really forced so to avoid that get to wherever you're going really early be there really early before big groups of six or seven people break out and then you'll be there and people start arriving and when someone starts running they'll be looking around for someone on their own to talk to and people will come to you so get there early rather than get there late if you get there late it's really really difficult and you can end up feeling a bit like a spare part then when people do talk to you my, my my biggest tip is just ask people questions and ask them questions about what they do ask them questions about their job ask them about you know what's been going on this week um it's so much easier to be the person asking questions rather than the person answering them and generally if you ask people about you know their job and what they're doing you know uh, what they do in their business they'll talk forever because it's what they do for most of their waking hours Uh, and you'll go away from it having talked to someone where you've asked questions they've given you their entire life story and they'll go away thinking you're amazing and you're the best person at whatever it is you do even though they only briefly asked you for like one question at the end oh by the way what do you do so they're my biggest things are don't arrive late it's really difficult to break into conversations with people if you're late and they've already formed those big groups and then ask lots and lots of questions
0: great tips dave Um, I mentioned the event I'm going to tomorrow night and I said, I know one other person. The reason I will know one other person is I'm going with somebody else from first intuition. And both of you talked about being on your own at these events. I personally think it's much nicer if you've got someone going with you as a bit of a buddy. Now I know that can't be possible in all scenarios, but it'll be quite nice because there's at least one other person that I will know and be able to remember the name of. Dave, I know you mentioned when we were coming on air about the ability to remember people's names at networking events.
1: That is my least favourite thing. Mm -hmm. And it's my biggest fear whenever I go out there is that someone will introduce themselves to me or I'll ask their name and they'll tell me their name and they'll say, hi, I'm Ben from first intuition and I will nod appreciatively I may even say their name back to them and say oh Ben yeah I know another Ben or whatever and then someone that I know will come along and they'll say oh hi Dave how are you doing and then they'll expect an introduction and I'll look across and just think I have got no idea what this person's name is despite them telling me what their name was five minutes ago and then you can't say um yeah I've forgotten your name what is it because I always think that feels even more awkward. So that, that's my biggest fear. So I kind of spend half my time when someone says, hi, my name's Ben. Uh, I'll almost make a point of attaching their name to questions. So someone says, oh, hi, my name's Ben. And then I'll say, right, Ben, so you know, what do you do at work then? And it's like, oh, what firm do you work for, Ben? And by the t- if I've said it three or four times, I tend to be okay. But it's a yeah, massive fear of mine is, is forgetting someone's
0: name when I've just been introduced to them. How do you feel on names, Jamie?
2: Oh, I'm horrific at names as well. So I don't know what I do. I just probably just look sheepish in that situation. But adding the name to every question is a brilliant idea. Sounds like hard work, though. <laughs>
0: It's not always there, but at lots of events, people are wearing name badges as well. And I've kind of don't wait to kind of make an obvious look for the name badge. But if you just keep kind of clocking it during conversation, hopefully it will be there when you, you need it. But um, yeah. I, I also um, constantly live in fear of getting people's names wrong. And also, Dave, that awkward situation where someone comes up and they know you and you can't remember their name. You've probably met them six months ago and they can remember you and you can't remember their name. Yeah, I think we've just got to get over it. I think lots mm-hmm. of people feel like that. And certainly that shouldn't be a reason to. Retract away from networking, mm-hmm. I think it's something that people if even if you do forget someone's name, we're human. And I think actually people like humans. One of the big things I do is smile a lot. Both of you just smiled on the screen that the listeners to the podcast won't have seen that, but both <laughs> Jamie and Dave simultaneously smiled back at me. And that's got me through lots of, of slightly awkward moments at networking events that I can smile. And I think if you smile, people genuinely are, are, are with you and on your side. Um, Jamie, anything else from your perspective of, of going to events?
2: I was going to say just try and find something that's a regular regular event, because then you're going to know someone each time. Each time you might add one person to your list of people you know. Um, I mean, me doing this younger members group, I've got probably a core group of six to eight people now that go to every event. So I, I know them all really well. So that's, that just makes it all easier. And if they all bring one person from their firm with them each time, that's one more person I know. And it just kind of adds to our core group of people that, that go to these events. So. When I before I was doing the ICAW one there was a, a very young professionals group that I used to go to um, which was similar. it was kind of like lawyers and accountants and, and people together. Um, so that was similar kind of a regular group of people that met every few months. so um, yeah see if you can find something like that. I think I think the young professionals title in general is kind of used across the country I presume.
0: Yeah I think I think certainly it is and something you mentioned there is keeping going. David, I don't know if you've got any experience, but if you go once to a networking event and then you don't go back, actually, I don't think you get the benefit until you've been two or three or four times and you start then building a network.
1: I, I agree. It, it, the first time, you, first time you go to any of them, it, it will feel horrid second, third, fourth, fifth time, it just becomes nicer. It becomes easier and easier and easier. And then when you walk into a room and you recognize six familiar faces and you to any one of them, suddenly it doesn't become daunting at all. It's actually quite a nice morning or lunchtime or evening.
0: And, and then actually you can hunt out the people, as Jamie said, that are on their own and actually go and speak to them. That's a yeah. really nice way to think about it. That's when you've turned from being the, the person that I'm the one in the room that nobody knows, to in the person that actually can go and introduce other people it's a, a really nice place to be but does require commitment perseverance and keeping going trying mm. Jamie you've mentioned four or five different groups now in the course of tonight's session and actually you are testament to the fact that you've kind of explored different groups and you've gone and tried different things and that's something I would encourage everybody to do go go and look for the sessions go out and, and Go and see what you think to them how do you find organizing the events jamie now you're on the other side and you're kind of putting together the events is, is there anything that you've kind of learned from your experiences of, of putting the events on
2: yes organize the event because everyone wants to see the organizer <laughs> <laughs> i mean the last one i did i went around and asked everyone for their email address so i was having to say hello to everyone um everyone wanted to say hello to me because they thought i had a tick sheet that they had to be on um so, so yeah it's quite nice I Felt like the vip you know important guests there but um but yeah no i yeah i quite enjoy, enjoy organizing them and I, I just like getting everyone together and i think i think it would be really valuable having that sort of community um locally so so yes it's very rewarding
0: fantastic
2: Something I mentioned
0: as we were doing our quick chat through before we came on air was the concept of an elevator pitch. And I don't know if people have come across this term before, but the concept is if you're ever in a a lift, as we would call it in the United Kingdom, or an elevator if you're from overseas going up and down, you're probably in there for, I don't know, 30 seconds to two minutes maximum. And the concept of the elevator pitch is if you are literally just in the elevator and you need to introduce yourself to someone and get your message across. You've got a finite time. But Dave, you, you were quite anti the concept of the elevator pitch, thinking it, it comes across as a little bit maybe over-rehearsed and, and not as empathetic to other people as, as listening and asking questions. Uh, I, yeah. I, I think having having a sentence that you can say that
1: is who you are and who you work for is fine. But I think trying to pitch your business in terms of "oh, we're the premier providers of XYZ," it it doesn't work. No, no one really cares. You know, and, and it just sounds like you're trying to sell. I think if you, you know, if you, if you say, you know, you know hi, you know, I, I'm Jamie, I'm a chartered accountant, I work with small businesses. That, that that's what I want to know. And It's like, oh, brilliant. That, that summed it up in in a, in a sentence. I don't need. To hear right now about your methodologies i don't need to hear really about how you differentiate yourself from the rest of the crowd because i'll find that out if i build a relationship with you but if you force it down my throat then you know, i'm not interested in listening to you so I, I unless you are asked and there are some networking groups and i tend to avoid the networking groups that ask you to do a 90 second pitch and everyone has to do their 90 second pitch to, to to the group then yeah i, I would avoid doing it just a, a nice you know that, that one sentence just says who you are what you do that's enough
0: jamie interested to know do people still go around giving out their business cards or has, have they died a death post covid that people won't now go with a a pocket full of business cards with your name your email address and your phone number on I
2: haven't been any that formal since covid to be fair it's all been these socials and i think i think most people now probably just look up on linkedin don't they I oh, would assume. I reckon you should go around with the QR code kind of just tattooed on you or something. So people just scan you.
0: <laughs> Dave, how quickly do you get your phone out and start linking up with people? Have you done it in real time at a meeting with them there and then?
1: I have done, but only really with their permission or, or, or where they've talked about something that they saw on LinkedIn or, or something that they've done on LinkedIn, um, I, I will do it then. otherwise it's likely to be after the event where I'll be you know just reaching out to to you know extend my
0: network and and get in touch with them. And it's quite a nice touch because when you link with someone on LinkedIn, it can send just the generic Ben would like to link with you, but you can edit that message, can't you? and I always think yeah. it's a really nice touch when someone takes the time to edit it and saying, oh, I don't know if you remember me, but we met at the so-and-so event. And actually, I'm much more likely to accept those people in my LinkedIn network than someone that just sends me a very generic X would like to link with you. Yeah, I agree. Well, as always on the forum, we are up against the clock. And I've just looked down, and we are now past seven o'clock when we're recording this. So we, we need to start wrapping things up. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us hopefully people will feel a bit more empowered to go and find the networks in the local area to reach out to realize the people going are not as scary as we think but but finding a network of people that are like-minded so thank you for coming hopefully you've enjoyed it you've done a bit of networking even though you're in covid restrictions at home yeah. with regards to isolation
2: no limits nowadays Can do anything <laughs>
0: um thank you for coming Dave, I'm going to hand over to you to do the, the final wrap up and close down for tonight's podcast session.
1: you very much, Ben. Thanks, Jamie, for being a, a brilliant guest. I hope that hope that we'll get to you back on the podcast again to, to, for, for another topic. Um, but thanks to everyone for downloading. I, I, next week, Ben and I are going to be taking a holiday. Um, and not together I don't think well unless then you fancy going away somewhere but we we will have a takeover next week where we've got a uh, an entirely female panel that will be presenting and running the podcast as a celebration of International International Women's Day so that's something that I'm looking forward to so that will be slightly different next week Um, but I, I know that when they took over last year I think it was probably the the best episode if not you know kind of like the top three episode of, of the year last year so it's something really to look forward to um but wherever you're listening and um, thank you very much for um taking the time to download this episode i really hope that that you're enjoying the fi podcast if there is a topic that you think we need to cover please feel free to to drop ben or i an email because we're always happy to kind of add things to our schedule um, invite special guests on we've got some great guests coming up over over the next few weeks. Um, but until then, keep listening and stay safe, everyone.